want to help kids get their homework done? Well, an internet connection is a good start. But kids also need computers. And sometimes, the hardest thing about homework is finding a place to do it. So why not hook community centers up with Wi-Fi for kids like us and all the amazing things we're going to learn? Over the next 10 years, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach 50 million low-income Americans with the tools and resources they need to be ready for anything. I hope you're ready, because we are. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire to demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast. Hello, family. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity Dude Podcast. Thank you for taking out the time to watch or listen to our program. I'm your host, Tom Barnett with the Seminole Group. And in today's session, we're going to be looking back at the legacy of MLK martin luther king jr and what role we can all play in helping our country realize his dream but as always before we before we dive into our subject uh i always like to go through our recognitions this week's recognition we're going to talk about uh, i'd like to recognize andre leon talley uh andre leon talley i was turned on to him in the late 80s by my cousin in south florida who was a fashionista my cousin calvin and so people like willie smith and andre leon talley I knew enough to make me dangerous. And so I've always kind of followed him. So not only was Andre Talley or Andre Leon Talley rare in fashion, he was 6'6", so he was really rare. So Duke walked around looking like a power forward, but he was very a unique character, a role model, uh, was a Vogue creative director, and no other black person ever has held that role before nor since. Uh, Andre was an HBCU grad at North Carolina Central and then went on and got his master's at Brown. So again, a rare black editor in a largely white world. Andre was known to have spoken out against racism and anti-gay bigotry that he faced. And in spite of all that, he, ex he excelled. And so I wanted to make sure that I celebrated Andre Leon Talley and made sure that I recognized him. One of the things that I always like to do when going through those recognitions, and people always ask me about the recognitions, how I come about, you know, the, the, the people that are saluted. But I like to go through the process of trying to give people their flowers while they're still with us. That's a term that we throw out a lot. And a lot of the times the folks that we talk about have already transitioned, the folks that are recognized on the show. But it's one of those things that let's not take for granted those that are in our lives today. I am very blessed and fortunate to still have my parents with me. So I want to make sure that I take the time to recognize them whenever I can. So anytime that you've got a mentor or someone that is very, in, you know, that, that's been an important part or played an important, part in, important role in your life, let's make sure that we give them their flowers now. That transitions us to MLK. And so as I, I'm going to read an excerpt from his Birmingham jail letter. And so as I just talked about giving people their flowers while they're still with us, in 1968, Months before he was killed, according to a Harris poll, MLK had a disapproval rate in this country of 75%. Said another way, seven out of 10 people disapproved of the work that he was doing for fighting for equality in this country. So we all know that we've got to, we celebrate a national holiday. We've got streets named after him. He is a beloved martyr. 
But in 1968, months before this man was killed or assassinated, he had a disapproval rating of 75%. So if you could um, entertain me, I'm going to read excerpts from the Birmingham jail letter. And I would encourage everyone to read, to read the letter in its entirety. But again, this is excerpts. And this was penned in 1963. So again, Birmingham, Birmingham jail letter. We know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Frankly, I have yet to engage in a direct action campaign that was well-timed in the view of those who have not suffered unduly from the disease of segregation. For years now, I have heard the word wait. This wait has almost always meant never. We must come to see with one of our distinguished jurists that justice too long delayed is justice denied. We have waited for more than 340 years for our constitutional and God-given rights. The nations of Asia and Africa are moving with jet-like speed towards gaining political independence, but we still creep at horse and buggy pace toward gaining a cup of coffee at a lunch counter. Perhaps it is easy for those who have never felt the stinging darts of segregation to say, wait, but when you have seen vicious mobs lynch your mothers and fathers at will, and drown your sisters and brothers at whim when you have seen hate-filled policemen curse, kick, and even kill your black brothers and sisters, when you see the vast majority of your 20 million Negro brothers smothering in an airtight cage of poverty in the midst of an affluent society, when you suddenly find your tongue twisted and your speech stammering as you seek to explain your six, to your six-year-old daughter why she can't go to the public amusement park that has just been advertised on television, and see tears welling up in her eyes when she is told that Funtown is closed to colored children, and see ominous clouds of inferiority beginning to form in her little mental sky, and see her beginning to distort her personality by developing an unconscious bitterness towards white people. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the, the white moderate. I have almost reached a regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in this drive towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you see, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. So I just read an excerpt from the Birmingham jail letter that was penned in April of 1963. That is a scathing critique of white moderates unwilling to do the right thing. And what's so sad is everything that he just said still resonates to this day. But one of the things that I'd also think that when I think about that letter and if you overlay what he's saying in that letter to the times that we live in today, is ask ourselves the following question. Why is it so hard for Americans to vote these days? 
it shouldn't be in a free democratic society because no right is more precious. If we don't have universal voting rights, we don't have a democracy. So six, de six decades ago, MLK exposed Jim Crow tricks that were designed to keep black voters from registering and casting their ballots. Things like literacy tests, poll closures, police intimidation. And it was at the Edmund Pettus Bridge, that's in Selma, Alabama, that 600 peaceful marchers were beaten and gassed while TV cameras rolled. That was all done at the courtesy of the Alabama State Troopers. A young John Lewis was injured and was one of the organizers of that day. In the wake of all of this violence, President LBJ or Lyndon Baines Johnson addressed a joint session of Congress demanding that legislatures enact an expansive voting rights legislation. And in 1965, the Voting Rights Act came shortly after. The 65 Voting Rights Act was loaded with provisions that ensured that federal, state, and local elections would be free, fair, and racially inclusive. So when I unpacked all of that, you would think, you know what? That was a triumph for freedom. But as we sit here in 2022, those safeguards are being dismantled by Republican-controlled state legislatures that are writing laws that are impeding voter registration, they're reducing early voting hours, they're cutting the number of polling places in urban areas, they're limiting, limiting mail-in and drop box voting, politicizing how elections are run, and lastly, GOP gerrymandering of districts. This is all done to lock in Republican control at the state levels, so no matter how many people vote for the other, for the other person, their candidate, in this case, Republicans, are always going to win. So some of the unintended consequences of some of those things I just laid out that are on a lot of states' books right now, if you're a single mother that has daycare, you don't have three or four hours to sit in line to vote. If you're disabled and you take advantage of mail-in voting or you're elderly and take advantage of, of, of early vote mail-in voting, you're potentially impacted by your ability to vote. And in the black community, we have what's called souls to the poll. That's usually done for elderly folks at a church on a Sunday to get people to make sure we have the highest volume of people to the poll so they can partake in this very important part of the of part of being an American. So I've just listed all those things that are being done right now under our noses to keep us from being able to vote. And if you overlay or think back to what that letter is, is saying, you would think that that was 1963 and not 2022. So that brings us to the, you know, hey, what are the actions that we could take? What are the call to action? And I would just say for our indigenous people of color, I said it a few, a uh, few weeks ago and that all politics is local. Is it be diligent? around knowing and understanding what is going on within your immediate community and within your locale. And so you don't necessarily have to participate every four years at the federal level, but whether it be school board meetings, whether it be local elections, be informed and make the right decisions, but be an active participant in that. And for those that are our allies and that, that want to be and fight along in this fight with us, 
is that you just have to ask yourself the question. And this question is it agnostic of whatever party you might be involved in. Now, I just went through what the Republican Party is doing, though. Is that you've got to ask yourself the question because these things are being done and they're driven by fear. And it's, it's done from fear and from a place of making sure that we hold power by any means that is necessary. But just ask yourself the question of in this democracy that we live in, the importance of voting. Ask yourself the question of do you think that every citizen should have the right to vote? And when you see all those obstacles that are that are that are being put up and when you see the things that are going that, that, that are being lied about, is it ask yourself the question, are you doing everything that you can to either help put that stuff aside and support marginalized people? Or do you just be complicit back to his letter of his fear of the white moderate and waiting and putting a time timetable on when and where we can have the amount of change that is needed in this country. So the last thing that I will say, that letter from 1963 very much resonates in January of 2022. So that being said, let's just make sure that we collectively come together to know and stay informed of everything that's going on, but we still have a lot of work to do. And you know, his, his vision of realizing his dream that's every one of our responsibilities. So collectively, it can be done. But I think we all can agree that there is a lot of work to be done, but all things are possible. And so let's continue to go forth, work together to make this happen. I've appreciated the questions and comments over the past couple of weeks. And so as always, feel free to email me at tom.barnett at seminalgroup.com. And I appreciate the commentary. I appreciate the questions. And until next week, let's continue to make sure that we're vaccinated. We've got our booster shots because we've got a lot of work to do. So let's just make sure we take care of each other and respect, respect, respect to Diane and Billy Street. Thank y'all. Be safe and be blessed. Tune in each week how to demand and implement diversity and inclusion at your job. To hear more, check out his previous shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go is mealtime made easy. Just order delicious meals online for convenient curbside pickup or have it delivered. Want breakfast? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Need lunch? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Doing dinner? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Get pancakes, burgers, fried chicken, lasagna, high chai Asian dishes, sushi, pizza, and more. If you're craving it, Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go has it with curbside pickup or delivery. Order today at hyvee.com slash mealtime. Listen, I know how hard it is for some of us to make this decision, but if you haven't been vaccinated yet, now is the time. This Omicron variant, y'all, it ain't no joke. The only way to protect you and your family is to get the vaccine. If you're on the fence and haven't yet, I understand. I didn't get the shot at first either, because as a black woman, I just didn't trust the healthcare system. But I did it afraid, because I didn't want to get COVID-19 and die, then leave my four kids without their mama. So here's what I need you to do. Call your doctor or pharmacy and make an appointment to get the shot. The state of Minnesota and Ramsey County have free clinics that offer the vaccine. 
You can find one near your house by going to their website at ramseycounty.us backslash COVID vaccine or simply call 651-266-1190. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for your community.